Hello and welcome back. It's another Wind Daily Sports Show, but it's the first PGA DFS embedding show of the new year. I got my man. See, I got my man Joel, and I have all my wonderful, lovely Wind Daily Sports man family members out there. We appreciate each and every one of you. S guy is already in the chat. Let's go. Ask us all the questions S-Guy. you have. His name's Joe, but S guy just has such a ring to it. Please ask us all the questions you have. We are literally here for you. We do this for you. Joel does not need to do this for you, but he does because he loves it and we love him for it. We have our $150 NBA special still going on. I call it an NBA special because it's the whole NBA season. But what do you get, gentlemen? You get everything. All the PGA, all the NFL, all the NBA. MLB is coming around. NASCAR is going to be shooting up again. Esports, blah, blah, blah. We have all of it. $150 the entire NBA season. We're here for you. And... um. See, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to go to Joel first on this one. I hope you can understand. Joel, congrats on your 100K win yesterday, buddy. Has it? What's that? Like, the well, it's the first of the year, but the first fifth the or sixth, like, in the last, like, 12 months at this point? Um, It would be, so in in 13 months, it's my fifth. Okay. Um, but uh, the what I will say is I am extremely lucky from nope. this regard. Um, no, they'll hear me out. Uh. I had been on a big bender the week before, just playing every sport, every lineup, college, NFL, like literally just hammering DFS to the point where I was going a little crazy. <laughs> so I finally got to Monday and I was like, all right, I think I need to take a day off, just like relax, get back. So that's when Monday comes. I'm, you know, back at my regular real job, mm-hmm. doing that all day. And then I was like, okay, you know, this is it. I'm not going to play Fandle today. And then, like, I had a bunch of meetings canceled in the afternoon. And all of a sudden, I had a bunch of time. And I was like, ah. all right, I'll throw a lineup in. And that lineup turns – well, I threw a bunch of lineups in. And that turned into 100,000. So, um, I'm pretty lucky that that happened. And I was able to, to play. But I really wasn't planning on playing last night. So, well, that was exciting. That's how it's supposed to go. I mean, there's nothing lucky about that. I thought you were going to say, like, you clicked on the wrong player. You didn't yeah. realize you had a guy in. Like, no, no, no. That's not luck. That's just, like, classic Joel. That's that's jam. That's another Monday for Joel. Classic. Like, every time. Yeah. Every time. It's, like, 100K here, 100K there. Like, I don't, the only time you didn't win 100K is when it was stripped from you when John Rom got a penalty mm. for ridiculous oh. reasons. Yeah. And you – what was it, 200,000 to 50,000? I can't remember. It was 200,050, yeah. That was exactly what it was. That was, that was disappointing. But – but – the so the the actual real luckiness from last night that of actually something that happened was it, I don't know if you guys played it all or, or saw the slate but basically there was like a whole bunch of early games at seven or eight and one late game mm-hmm. so basically everyone was done there's a few guys in the Warriors game late and I didn't have my winning lab didn't have anyone in that game so you're always sitting there looking to see who's gonna, me, who's gonna catch me and so you're looking and there's a guy coming up the leaderboard with Curry and he's like a hand like less than ten points behind me. Oh boy! In the third quarter, so I'm like, "There's no way I'm going to win." Curry's just going off; it's over. But then, like, while Curry goes down for his bench sitting, like in the end of the third, they go off and hit a bunch of threes. Another up thirty, and they just never bring him back in the game. Oh, and he just won back in. I lost. He did three more points, and I would have lost. But he never went back in. So I won. I was like, and I, I've been on the other side of that where I've. I've needed yeah. a guy like, and it's so like the fact that I got the good karma this time. I was like, okay, all right, good, good. Hey, man, you do good things for good people. You're here trying to help everybody else out, win some money. I mean, you deserve it, Joel. You deserve it. So, thank you, buddy. Congratulations. That's what I woke up to this morning. Was just a text message from Jason with a couple asterisks and maybe a pound sign and ampersand. Uh, I don't need to be here on the show, but it was very impressive. So, and it's also funny because Jason said in our staff chat yesterday, he's like, "We really need a big win." 
And literally Joel comes out and does that. So we appreciate <laughs> the heck out of you, buddy. We love having you on the team. We love having you play NBA and all the other sports. And we really, really love talking to you on this DFS slate for PGA. PGA is back. So let's get to that. Well, actually, Sia, how are you? How's, how's your bankroll looking, actually? It's probably a better question. Well, um, first of all, I, I don't know that we needed a big win. I mean, if we just go back to the Masters, we all like completely crush it and won thousands and thousands and thousands that was, that was of dollars. That's fun. I'm just saying. Um, but I got to be honest, you ask how I'm doing. Like, my adrenaline is high just from hearing Joel's story. So mm-hmm. this is the cool thing about Win Daily. And I think some of the people in our in our Discord chat, particularly the golf channel, which I was in last night, it so happens, like... I, I think people really don't appreciate that, like the people that are at Wind Daily for the most part. I, I'm talking about the writers and, and, and that kind of thing, the people who are working for Wind Daily. Like, we love to hear stories of other people winning. Like, I mean, genuinely, it's not like, oh man, I wish that was me. I'm like so fired up that that worked out for Joel. Just hearing that story about Steph Curry, like being planted on the bench because some of the other guys went off for like, you know, a, a three barrage is freaking awesome. And, and just from a golf standpoint, we had a lot of like really, like appreciative subscribers just from mm-hmm. last year you know we're going into the new season they're like oh man i love you guys you guys did so great and like i think people actually feel sort of that that sort of family atmosphere but more importantly that atmosphere of like we really want you to win like this mm-hmm. isn't about us winning like that's great that joel won but like you know it's it's about other people winning that are part of win daily whether that's writers experts whatever you want to call them or subscribers so like it really gets my energy like way up to hear somebody else winning whether it's a subscriber or just somebody else like it's really cool, and I'm really fired up, and I'm really fired up to attack this uh, 42-person no-cut event in mm-hmm. Hawaii. Wow, that's Ooh, pretty cool. That sounds nice. That also sounds like a really late start, so Thursday doesn't seem as terrifying anymore. So congrats to you on that, Joel. And yes, CA is 100% true. I mean, Ghost, our NBA director who runs the model and runs everything, will be up on live stream with me until about 10 minutes before lock when he has like 350 lineups still to go. So uh, we're not messing around. We always love helping you guys out as much as possible. And Joel, kudos and congratulations. PJ's college fund is paid for. I assume the down payment on your house is going to be paid for. Popeye's for everybody, guys. Popeye's for everybody. Um, All right, cool. So let's uh, let's break into this a little bit. So we have the Century Tournament of Champions. As Sia said, we're out in Beautiful, sunny, fantastic Hawaii. I wouldn't mind going there. I see, actually, you gave us a little breaking news. I don't want to butcher it. So if you don't mind talking about Webb Simpson for a second. Yeah, so Webb Simpson's going to play. But, uh, you know, news I just saw about half an hour ago that really broke a half an hour ago. Oh, Joel's probably trying to retweet the show. Oh, I don't know, but I don't hear my echo anymore. So Webb Simpson, as of about a half an hour ago, it turns out he got COVID, but he's fine and he's cleared to play as of basically tomorrow. He's like literally cleared. So he's going to play, but obviously he hasn't been practicing in the last two weeks because he was in self-isolation. He wasn't obviously outside swinging a golf club. So Webb Simpson is in my write-up from earlier today, which is on winddailysports.com. But Long story short, I think I got to take him out of my player pool. I, mean, I was already hesitant to play Xander because he had some COVID issues a couple of weeks ago. And now I'm hearing, you know, Webb Simpson is just now back from isolation. That's It's not great. I, I really liked Webb Simpson as a sneaky guy on this course because even though he's not super long, he's super accurate and he's a great putter. And I thought this was perfect for him. But, you know, no longer in my player pool, unfortunately. Just completely taking him out? Yeah, I mean, it, let's put it this way. If I have... 
20 lineups, I might have them in one, but any okay. of my high price, like single mm-hmm. entry ones, the, the 100 or the 200 or whatever, the, even like the, like a $50 one, I don't think Webb Simpson would be anywhere close to that player pool. If I'm doing a $3, if I'm doing something that's like a little bit you know, lower, then yeah, I might throw him into one or two because he's still Webb Simpson. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's that's tough, man. You haven't you probably haven't swung a club in two weeks and you're coming off COVID. And we know that some people do have like kind of lingering, you know, fatigue or, you know, that kind of thing. So yeah, not for me. How about you, Joel, before we get to the rest of them, how do you feel about Webb Simpson? Are you going to be a little contrarian and try and try and play that card? No, I don't think so. I think we did see a few guys struggle after COVID. I think there is, I think the fatigue's a real thing. Um, And, and to be honest, I wasn't all that high on Webb this week before. So giving me extra incentive to be out on him is going to probably um, like Sia said, you know, with a golfer who is as good as Webb, if you are going to go out there and throw out 20 or so lineups, it's always good to maybe put him in one or two because he's – look, he's great. Like anything can happen. Um, but, yeah, I'm not, he's not going to be someone I'm, I'm looking to, to roster a lot of. That is good to know. Let me just end that thought with this. So obviously Steven at Sicily Kid, you know, who, who is one of our on our Win Daily golf team, he's gonna have his ownership article probably around five, six o'clock tomorrow. And we'll be able to see that dip in his percentage. Cause right now, Webb Simpson's ownership percentage, you know, and this ownership percentage predated this news that just came out was yeah. around 13, 14%. So he wasn't hugely popular. We wouldn't think so because he's not a bomber. And I think people are gonna go in that top range. I think they're gonna tend to go for longer hitters. But the point is. That's probably by the time Stephen publishes his article tomorrow, windailysports.com, that's probably going to be maybe like 3%, 5%. So if it somehow trickles down like super low, yeah, I might throw him in one or two, maybe like, you know, little bit larger entry lineups. But no, he's not going to be in any of the big ones for sure. Yeah. Um, I was my point is, model trip ownership percentage. Yes, that's exactly what I was going to say too. Stephen's going to have an awesome, awesome breakdown article coming out tomorrow. So make sure to be on the lookout for that because, hey, maybe if his ownership percentages dips just enough, eh, maybe one or two extra lineups. You never know. Um, all right, let's look at the rest of the field here. We have a couple dudes in that five-digit range. We have Justin, uh, Dustin Johnson, Justin Thomas, John Rom, Bryson, and Xander Shoffley. Sia, let's start with you. How do you like this top tier? And, and again, Sia said it, and I want to repeat it. It's a 42-man event, no cut. So... They're, I guess they're kind of making it easiest for us for this brand new year. Like, all right, guys, no worries about the cut. Like, this is going to be fine. This is going to be fun. We'll kind of get you back into the swing of things. So we appreciate them there. But how do you feel about this top range? And I guess, you know, always a good question. Stars and scrubs balanced or Joel's patented hybrid stars and scrubs balanced lineup? <laughs> you know, it's a good question. I think you kind of have to have one of these top five guys in your lineup. And, and that's going to force a stars and scrubs approach. Um I'd love to, honestly, I was going to have a lineup that was going to start with Webb Simpson and just go down from there. I'm not saying all my lineups would have been like, I was going to have a couple lineups like that. Now I can't do that. And frankly, again, it was more of a sneaky play, but Webb was my favorite player from that, you know, nine to 10 K on DraftKings range. So it's going to have to be stars and scrubs. Let's put it that way. We have some scrubs to go over at the end of the show. So, you know, it's always the same with this top tier. The top tier is always four or five golfers. And we're always like, we don't hate any of these guys. And if we did hate any of them, we'd be being very disingenuous, right? Like they're all extremely good golfers. So it's almost like you have to find an argument for somebody like to, to, to not have him on your team. So I like Dustin Johnson quite a bit. We know his track record lately. He's been absolutely dominant. His track record here has been, he's in my article as well, seventh, fourth, first, sixth in his last four. Mind you, these aren't huge field events. The, the century is always going to be like around 30 deep. It's, it, it's increased in the number this year. But the point is, is, you know, 
he's done really well and his recent form is really good and he's definitely the best player in the world. So it is kind of expensive, but you know, he's much less popular than Justin Thomas right now. Justin Thomas is commanding almost 30% ownership. If you listen to any podcast on this particular tournament, Justin Thomas is the first name that comes out of anybody's mouth. And you, you know, I only mention other podcasts because other podcasts that are popular, I don't need to name them, but they drive ownership. I mean, I think that's an obvious point, but like they really truly drive ownership. And you kind of have to recognize what pe- what some of these other like industry guys are saying, because y- you almost want to like just operate your pivot off of that. And when you look at Justin Thomas's ownership percentage relative to Dustin Johnson right now, it's like a 12% difference. It's only 300 more for Dustin Johnson. So while Justin fits this course very well, he might do better than Dustin Johnson. I like DJ better than JT, even though a day ago, I like JT better than DJ. So that's something to consider. The only other guy I like here, believe it or not, is Bryson DeChambeau because he seems to be such a course fit and he can get hot with the putter. And this is a tournament where putting's really going to matter. Normally, I kind of don't care much about putting, but the green surfaces are so huge that you're going to run into some issues with people like three putting. And, you know, it's one thing to stick it on the green here, but that might not necessarily be a good thing. You could Mm -hmm. be like 70 feet away, you know? So I I think Bryson sometimes can be dialed in with that putter. The, we didn't mention this in terms of like course dynamics, but the fairways are super, super, super wide, like ridiculously wide. So Bryson can do his thing and and muscle it up, you know, and then wedge it in. And then if he gets hot with the putter, he's going to be fine. So I don't like Xander. He had sort of like a COVID issue recently. Um, I don't hate him either. I'm just saying I got to fade somebody here. And then John Rahm, he's having an equipment change. I'm trying to find narratives to like get off of people. And so that's going to be narrative enough for me to um, probably fade him. Haven't made that noise in a while, so I appreciate you there. Yeah, and Sia makes a good point. There's other podcasts that do stupid things, and they're not as great as us, so we're not going to name them. But if you're listening to me right now, hit the like button, share us on wherever. You probably have a friend that likes to do this too, right? Like my friends do the same thing as me. We drink beer and watch football. Like it's very easy. So if I find a beer in a football game, who am I going to go tell? My friends. So please. Tell your friends about us. We literally do this because we love it and we have fun and we like to help other people make money. So let us do that for more people. Unless you're like doing head-to-heads against your friend, then I respect it. Don't appreciate it, <laughs> but I respect it. Um, Joel, talk to me about this top top tier range. And I guess as Sia said, we like all these guys. It's just, who do you like the most? Yeah, so I do. I like all the guys. I'm definitely going Stars and Scrubs this week. This is uh, This feels like, you know, when starting to look at golf again, first of all, I was super excited to get back into it this week. So I was super pumped about that. But when starting to get into it, you know, I think the first thing I noticed was you kind of, there's no recent history, right? There's mm-hmm. guys haven't played in a couple of weeks. So recent form, which is normally one of our biggest factors is out. So we got to find other factors to how we're going to pick guys this week. Um, so we can do course history because guys have played here before. So that's one, that's a big one. And then the second is, um, of course, fit, which, as Sia said, guys who can, can spray it out there and crush the ball. So once I had all that information, I looked at the course history, and every one of these top five guys has done well here in the past. So we're not getting a big difference. You could see some guys done a little better than others, and I'll kind of go that into that in a minute. But all those top guys do well. They're all great. So going stars and scrubs seems obvious because they'll probably do well again since they're the best golfers in the world, and they've all done well here in the past. So my thought process is, yeah, I like DeChambeau too. But I'm thinking, let me just get the best guys in a lineup uh, up front. And then when I go to fill out my lineup in the mid-tier, that's where I want to find my bombers. Because they do say the course fits for bombers. So guys that are just going to spray and pray, pray and get it out there as deep as I can, that's how I'm going to fill my lineup. So that's my kind of thought for building this week. And for this top tier, 
you know, listen, you, there's nothing you can't possibly say a negative word about DJ. He's just the way he's been playing is unbelievable. He hasn't showed us any reason to. Uh, and the tag is the highest, but it's not like listen. He's a thousand more than than Zender. He's three hundred more than Thomas. So they're all in the same relative field. So uh, if you like DJ, don't I wouldn't like let price be too much of a deterrent. Unless obviously you know you have to make your lineup work. But I think DJ is a more than a great play. Um, and you know, for a lack there of being, making the obvious play, I mean Thomas, his recent history at this course, he won it last year. He got third in 2019, 27, 2018, and won it in 2017. So the guy, I mean, you're really for upside. You want to win one of these GPPs, you need a winner or second or third. So he clearly can do that. So I definitely – I would at least, at the very least, have some exposure to JT this week, if, if not, you know, all. And the last guy in the top range I'm looking at is Xander uh, for the same reason. He's tied for second last year, and he won it in 2019. So these two guys like this course. They've done well here recently uh, in the last few years, um, and they're the best golfers in the world. Yeah, it doesn't really get much better than that. Best golfers in the world. We've talked about Dustin Johnson a little bit. One thing I would say is make sure to go follow Paulina Gretzky on Instagram. Let me just say that right now. Please, please, please. See in, at Najad Sports, go follow Paulina Gretzky on Instagram. I promise you, my friend, you will not be disappointed. Uh, and anybody else out there, in case. Um, Trent, what's up, Trent? You were hanging out with us before. Guys that are there, take care of business. Fade the guys that are there for a vacation with their kids. Okay. We love narratives. You got to find something, right? You got to find something in this. Um, Sia, you're about to say something. I'm going to pull well, up. That, that was a thing, particularly in Mexico. We had a golf tournament, yep. you know, a few weeks back. And um, yeah, there was definitely some guys like parting and you could kind of tell before tee off, like before Thursday. And, you know, I, I faded those guys, but I don't know that we have that as much here. By the way, Trent is, um, he's been really active in the, in the golf chat. And, and some of these other guys in here, I see Jay Maurice contracting. I could have sworn I saw that on the, um, our, our YouTube feed with mm -hmm. uh, Stick Space and DFS Ghost on Sunday. So thank you. And Andrew is here as well. Thanks for watching. If you guys aren't, aren't already subscribed to the YouTube page, please do so. And again, back to what um, Michael was saying, if you guys have friends that you're not competing against, have them subscribe to our YouTube page as well, because we have a lot of like free stuff on there. Obviously, like the nitty gritty stuff is the stuff that, you know, is on the site behind the paywall, if you will. But uh definitely have people subscribe we, we give away a lot of information obviously all the really good stuff is behind the paywall but we give away a lot away mm -hmm. what's up Bill? i want to tell a quick i'm sorry i want to call a quote tell a quick tidbit uh that i had a conversation with my my family earlier my dad and my mom they obviously heard i won a lot of money last night they were really excited and so my dad and they don't get dfs at all so let me preface it with that but my dad started going into you know he was, you know you really should be careful i mean you're, you're good at this you win a lot of money you might not want to be sharing all that information and competitively with everyone and i laugh but i'm like listen dad it's it's you're, you're overthinking this it's i know what i'm doing and like and i love to share it but it's not like no one's gonna take this and we're gonna just roll out the same lineup right? it's yeah. not really how this works right we're just giving tips and advice for how to play dfs and then how to play each tournament based on how it's set up right when i actually go in and build all my lineup there's no way you're gonna be even be even if you want to it's impossible for you to take the exact same lineup that i have there's just too much going on there so um, from that, don't think of it competitively. Like, share your ideas with people. Talk about it. No one's going to roll out the exact same lineup as you. Um, it's just good to understand what people are thinking, get an idea of of the slate, things like that. Hundred percent. Right. Could not could not agree more. We're here. We're here to have fun, guys. We all want to make money. Believe me, DraftKings has enough. FanDuel has enough. Let's take some of it. Uh, want to party with DJ's family? Says Charlie. 
Hell yeah, dude, that would be a blast. And by DJ's family, you mean Paulina and Wayne Gretzky, I'm pretty sure. Um, so going over to the odds for a second, Dustin Johnson, very, very clear-cut winner at plus 650. Justin Thomas, plus 750. John Rom 800. So relatively close up top. Then we have Xander at plus 1,000. Bryson at 1150. And then there is a huge drop-off, huge relative at least, uh, to Patrick Reed at plus 1,600. So those top five guys are very clearly far, far, far and away. Uh, the the top guys in in terms of obviously DFS in terms of the world something to pay attention to again we're I'm going to bring up the odds as we go along because it's interesting to see how people rank quote unquote in the DraftKings pricing but then also what their odds are literally on the DraftKings sportsbook so y- you hope they're talking to each other a little bit can't tell but hope they are all right let's uh, move on Joel we'll start with you this nine K range kind of short today uh, Cantley ninety eight Reed at ninety six. Webb Simpson at 94. We talked about him. Hovland, 92. And Matsuyama at 9. Pretty much everyone just by $200. Talk to me a little bit. What do you like him? Yeah, I think this is a this is a good range. I think these, all these guys are in play. I think what we're going to need to do just to make this work is probably play like one from the top range, maybe one from here, and kind of trickle down. Uh, I don't mind playing two from the top range and fading this, but maybe a little bit mixture of both, however you want to do it. But I think I certainly think there's a few guys in this range that are in play. Before I dive into it, the one thing I do want to highlight is because this is a smaller field than normal, like we're, we're used to seeing 140, 150 golfer fields with a cut. And the field, because it's so much smaller, um, to me, I love that. I think it allows us to get more precise with how who we want to play. We can be a little bit more tactical. Um, because when you have the 150 person, you sometimes have to take shots on guys that are like way down there because you just there's too many options. So with that being said, um, you can. I think it's almost easier in a field like this to completely fade people because you know there's there's yep. a much smaller pe- type group of people that you need to win. So looking at this range, you know, with all that being said, I love 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 Reed. Uh, I think Patrick Reed, like I said, one of the few things we have to go off of is course history, and he has three top tens in the last five outings. He goes tied for second, tied for twenty fifth, tied for sixth, and second. So he's, you know, you got to, you probably got to pair him with the winner to win a tournament. That's what we're here for, right? We're not most of the, most in golf, we're playing GPPs. And I think he can be in that winning lineup and you're going to get, which could be big in this smaller field. You're going to get that salary relief of maybe a thousand dollars to, you know, Thomas or Rom, which could get you, you know, to finalize that, uh, that build. Um, the other player I love in this range is uh, Matsuyama. You know, he came on strong at the end of the year. Like I said, recent form is not something we can really go off of. But, you know, his course history here, I really like as well. He didn't play the last two years. But um, from the last – in 2018, the last time he played here, it was tied for fourth. And then he has second in 2017. So he's done well here when he's played. And you're getting the best kind of bang for your buck from within this price range. So uh, those are the two from this range that I'll target. Uh, I like Cantlay too. Cantlay's probably my third favorite. The issue with Cantlay is just it's hard to build with him. He's almost priced as the elite guy, and he's, I would almost want him at the bottom of this range. So, you know, I, he can certainly be in a lineup or two. I like him. It's just I think he's a little bit overpriced. Yeah, and uh, just going back to the odds, Reed has better odds to win than Cantlay does. 200 more plus 200 more. Uh, so it's not crazy, but it's definitely something to pay attention to. I mean, they're separated by a couple hundred bucks. Maybe that's how you can get a little different. So yeah, what do you think about this 9K range? Yeah, speaking of Cantley, I mean, I'm not on him, but it is interesting. He's definitely the lowest owned. I mean, Webb will ultimately be that guy, but he's yeah. definitely the lowest owned guy in this range at, at just... 
he's not even at 13%. So it's something to consider, especially if you're in a bigger GPP. I mean, Cantley's not a bad golfer. He's a good ball striker and he, he won recently. So that, there's something to be said for Cantley, but again, he's not in my player pool, um, at least not yet. Patrick Reed, I, I normally like him. You guys know this. I had an outright on him early in the year. I think it was before the restart and, and made a lot of money on that. I don't really love him at this course, honestly. Like I, I think he's fine. You know, he had a really good finish last year, but he gained so many strokes putting. And that's a good thing. You need to be a good putter on this particular course. So I'm not going to completely dismiss that and just say regression's coming. But regression's coming. I mean, you, he gained like, I think it was like nine strokes last year putting. I mean, just something insane. So I like him. Um, I don't love him. He'll be in a couple lineups. Uh, you know, now that this, now that Webb Simpson's probably not going to be in my pool because of this, this COVID thing, I do want to mention, first of all, Hideki, like we always mention Hideki, right? He's a great ball striker. He's pretty crappy at putting and he doesn't win. By the way, Joel mentioned it and you know, last time he played here, it was in 2017, I believe. Well, there's a reason for that because, yeah. or maybe it was 2018 is because he didn't qualify for the tournament, you know, the last two years. So, you know, at his, at his price, he doesn't need to win. He, that's, that's, that's not what we're talking about here, but I just, want to temper the expectations on Hideki a little bit as good of a ball striker as he is you know he doesn't really close and and he's super popular now he's like around 20 percent, which is clearly well he's tied with Patrick Reed I, no he's, he's he's the most popular guy in this range right now so again this is another one of those guys that like is getting talked about a lot I don't mind him I'll have him in a couple lineups but I'm just not a Hideki guy it, you know last year I, I I told everybody I'm not a Cantley guy I'm not a Hideki guy well Cantley proved me wrong because he won at the Zozo so there you go so maybe Hideki's finally going to get his win because he hasn't won since 2017 period but uh this is this is honestly a range I'm kind of fading I love Victor Hovland I just don't think he's the perfect course fit here particularly with his wedge game I mean he's improved with his short iron game I should say with his short game um I will say this though, in this range, I'm likely to have more Hovland than anyone. Love it. It's something to pay attention to people. Something to pay attention to this 8k range though. This one looks like a lot of fun, a little bit bigger. Some names that we know and love, of course, Tony Finau, Colin Morikawa, Harris English, Mr. Berger, Scotty Scheffler, Cameron Smith, Joaquin Neiman, Sanjay Im, Adam Scott, Abraham answer. Again, this is the tournament of champions. People, because of that little thing called the coronavirus, PGA was nice and allowed a couple extra people to come in and play along. So it's usually a 30-person event, if I'm not mistaken. They bumped it up to 42 just to make it a little bit more interesting, I guess. So, uh, Sia, we'll start with you. AK range. How are you liking this one? Yeah, I like this range quite a bit. There's a couple guys that I think are really underpriced. Um, let me start with – listen, I, I – just like Hideki, I'm not a Tony Finau guy either. I understand he, he grades out well for this course. He can bomb it down there and he can get hot and he'll just flake on Sunday. If you're lucky, that's going to be the situation with Tony Finau. So, I'm, you know, his ownership is pretty high. It's around 20%. Listen, I, I'm bringing up ownership, but we've talked about it before. I'm just bringing up ownership just so that you guys know. I'm not saying because a guy's 20% in the 8K range, you can't play him. I just mm. want you to have all the information. Again, this comes out in... Steven's article tomorrow at Sicily Kid. But again, take it for what it's worth. You know, in, in a single entry or a three max, you can take some of these guys. It's, it's the smaller the field, you know, don't worry about ownership quite as much. But in the big fields, you do want to know where the um, where the ownership is. Colin Morikawa is the guy I really like. So his recent form, if we, I, I use recent form in air quotes, right? Because they've been off for quite some time. But yeah. it's not very good. Colin Morikawa's recent form isn't very good. And, and I don't know if you remember last year, we would always talk about Colin Morikawa with Victor Hovland and with, mm -hmm. of course, Matthew Wolf. And 
if you noticed as the year went pre-restart and then restart and then as it progressed those three guys were just jockeying for for price position like one guy would vault the other guy and the, and, and you know the other two would be like a thousand less and then it was just this back and forth this back and forth well Collins somehow is assumed like the lesser role he's below Hovland and frankly if Matthew Wolf was in this tournament Matthew Wolf would be right up there probably uh, ahead of Hovland maybe in that Patrick Cantley range so he is the lowest guy on the totem pole and this is a perfect opportunity to buy low. He's low because he hasn't been playing that great, but he's taken down a few PGA tournaments. He's proven himself on Sundays and at 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 8800 in in about 10% ownership, like give me a break. Like if I mean, and by the way, if anybody's going to sort of like cure whatever like little things ail him over, you know, the break, it's probably going to be Colin Morikawa. He's a very hard worker and I just I just love the price here. Going down, I, I'm not big on, on the rest of the guys down here. I know Joel's probably going to talk about Scotty Scheffler. And, and I like Scotty Scheffler too, but I'm going to wait for Joel on that one because, again, this is a no-cut event. And so you don't have to worry. And we'll get into, like, the Ryan Palmers too. But, like, yeah. Scotty Scheffler can get a birdie streak going like it's nobody's business. So, you know, you do want to target those guys that you know can get just super hot. Even if they have like a flaky day or a bad day, that's okay because it's, again, a no-cut event. And you're trying to rack up DraftKings points or FanDuel points. You're not trying to get best position. Best position helps, but it doesn't help as much as a guy who's shooting eagles and getting birdie streaks and, you know, that kind of thing. So keep that in mind. I do like Scheffler. A guy who won us, the Wind Daily family, a lot of money at the Masters. So I'm a little biased here because he's not necessarily the best course fit. His name is Cameron Smith, and, and I just really like him. I like his price. Uh, the guy right below him, Joaquin Neiman, that's another guy that can get hot, super streaky, and honestly, in my opinion, can compete for like actually winning this event. So I like both those guys quite a bit. Other than that, in the 8K range, I'm off everybody else. So just recapping, the three favorite of mine are probably Colin, Cameron Smith, Joaquin Neiman, and, and I do like, uh, <laughs> do like uh, Scotty Scheffler a bit as well honorable mention no daniel berger let's see joe what do you have for this 8k range yeah so, so w- one more kind of tidbit before I, I dive into this range to think about is because this is always a smaller tournament keep this in mind when we're looking at course history which is one of the main things we have to go off of a lot of these guys that we're looking at they, there's a lot of guys that have done well here so you're looking at you like, oh, this guy has done well here mm-hmm. on, there's only 30 guys because yeah hey who's top 20 it's like who can over back it's not like finishing 50th place so keep that in mind right if you're not a top 10 just disregard it because it doesn't really yep. mean so um if, if you are looking at course history pretty much i would even go as high as like top five or six which really all should, should matter because other than that you're just middle of the pack for the most part now with all that being said um kind of going down and beyond here you have a plenty of guys that kind of that have done well the only guy that in this range that maybe you can say something to his Neiman who got tied for fifth last year. So he kind of fits that criteria. Other than that, you got a lot of 11s, 10s, stuff like that. Nothing that we can really put too much weight behind. Um, in terms of guys I like in this range, it, it's going to, I'm my, my likes are going to tell a story. They're very similar type of golfers. So the guys that, that I'm, I'm targeting are Finau, Morikawa, Berger, and Scheffler. So Berger, I guess is, is the one off. Uh, he's not really the same, but the other three guys are similar type guys. They're bombers. Uh, they hit long irons. They, they shouldn't play well on this course. And what's nice is because there's no cut, it's almost like it's it's like two things combining at once. These bombers are the riskiest in the cut events because they miss the cut. They have a bad hole. They go out of the water, and then everything blows up. We don't have to worry about that here. They can blow up. We're still fine. And then if they come back the next day and hit an eagle because they're bombers and they can do that, we've completely made up for the blow up and plus some. So that's the reason why like it's a lot safer to take those risks here, especially in this small field. 
And so I, those are definitely the guys I want to target for that reason. You know, like like Sia said, all she- we've seen Scheffler multiple times get hot with that putter. If he gets hot with the putter here, he can win the tournament. Um, you know, he's he's it's going to fit his game really well, and it's just going to come down to how he's going to putt. I think for the week, um, I do like Finau here a bit. I think you know it's a tough to get a, it's it's tough to build because we, we want to get at least one, if not two stars in. So with two stars and Finau, you're you're going to start having to dip pretty low when you round out the rest of the squad. So it doesn't matter how you're building. If you are doing, if you're looking to go more balanced, then I love Finau. Like definitely get him in there. If you're trying to really cram in two stars, it's just going to be hard to do uh, with, with him in there. Um, as you guys all know, I just think Daniel Berger is always getting disrespected with his price. Forever. There's no reason he shouldn't be in the top 10 priced guys. Uh, he's top, definitely a top 10 golfer. Um, so it's just more of a, it's not a course fit thing. It's not a course history thing. It's just a price differential. And that's one of the biggest, like, when we have more data, yeah, that's more we can go off of. But even when we don't, that is a huge factor. It's just finding value, right? What guys are underpriced? Where can we beat DraftKings in finding what guys are, are worth playing? And that's where we are with Berger. We're not trying to say he's the perfect course fit or anything like that. We're just saying DraftKings underpriced him, and we're going to take advantage of that. Um, and then I, I, I'm with C on, on – I, I haven't really played too much Neiman in my lineups. Obviously, there's still a few days to go, but I think he's a really solid play. He's been playing really well. Uh, I, I think he's a really kind of an up-and-coming guy. I think maybe by uh, after the Masters, he might be one of those guys that we're talking about in the top 15 uh, in the world and constantly getting priced over 9000 So uh, I think this is another one of those guys where it's like, if you guys play other DFS sports with us, we we, we try to target guys who are like, hey, get, get him now. Because yeah. he won't be this price in a week or two. And, and that, I think that's where we are with Neiman right now. Yeah, I think we've been doing that for a while over here. But uh, as as you said, Joel, everywhere else, um, Trent Berger is my OAD pick right now. What's OAD stand for? Okay, I was like, shit, so right? OAD. Trent has been in our Discord chat. He's been pretty active lately. OAD is one and done. Uh, and actually, Trent introduced us to uh, a pretty big one and done tournament. Oh, that I that's okay. Oh, so yeah. Trent got a sweet uh, Wind Daily Sports logo, right? That's like the black on black. That one's sexy. I'm sorry. See, you keep going. Uh, I don't even hear it. It's in the discord. Okay. It's in the discord. It's in the discord. Okay. Fair anyway. enough. But um, yeah. So one and so interesting. So, uh, and honestly, like I, I can't even trend and I not that you're asking, but I can't even really give advice there because I haven't really mapped out like, you know, the, the tournaments and, and, and the number of players I'm going to need to consider for one and done. But as far as a one and done pick this early in the season, I guess I like Berger, but you know, the, the problem that I have with Berger, and by the way, I agree with Joel's point about buying low on guys, which is, which, and you'll see that trend as we get to, to the lower players, but that's kind of why I like Colin Morikawa, by the way, because he's been high before, but now he happens to be at a low number. I don't think Colin Morikawa will be priced lower than this the rest of the season. That's just a hunch. I just, 8,800 is really low. Granted, it's a sh- whatever. Anyway, we'll, we'll get to that later. But from a Berger standpoint, the problem is, I loved him before the restart. I loved him right after the restart. I played him all the time, but he was really kind of middling since then. You know, there was always like something off with his game, whether it was whether it was his irons or whether it was putting one tournament. So I guess I don't really know where Berger is in his game. And for me, if for one and done purposes, at least, and maybe even for DraftKings FanDuel, like I think that's one of those guys where I might need to to see a little bit more. And granted, I might miss the boat because again, we're talking about buying low, but I'd prefer buying low on other guys in this tournament than I would Daniel Berger, just because I'm just not, I know his potential is super high, but I just haven't seen it in so long because he's finishing like 28th, 17th, you know, 13th. It's just, it's not enough for me from an upside standpoint, but you know, again, I don't think it's a bad pick, especially from a, from a uh, DFS standpoint, because yeah, he's priced pretty low. I mean, 
just six months ago, this guy was, you know, in the 9,800 range. Granted, mm -hmm. this is a different field, so it's really hard to match up the prices here. But, um, yeah, I like him. So question about this one and done. I'm sorry, Joel, but I'll get to you in a second. Because it's a 42-man field, don't you just want to go, like, dumpster diving and kind of hope someone jumps up because the literal worst they can do is 42nd? Well, yeah, but so I don't know how it's – I don't – this particular tournament um, – okay this one and done event is like, I, I don't know if it's judged by, and maybe you can tell us Trent, if it's judged yeah. by like money winnings or it's judged by like okay. position. I, I have no idea. Cause these one and dones are weighted differently. So okay. Makes I, sense. I, I wouldn't necessarily be a, be a thing. Like, by, the, by the way, there's only so many tournaments. So you don't want to go dumpster. You don't want to pick like, yeah, that's true. you know, Andrew Landry, you're never going to have to pick a guy that's like that low. So you may as well pick a guy that's in that burger range. Makes sense. Makes sense. That's what I was just getting to what based on what I read earlier. It's about, it's based on how much you earn. So you want to pick one guy and then it's how much they earn and then you whoever earns the most over the series. So I don't know how much effort you want to put into this, Trent, but my biggest suggestion if you really want to win this is you actually have to look at every tournament that's in play. Go back for every tournament in play. Look at course history. Look at guys that have done well there. Actually start planning now who you want to take in the future so that if you see that Daniel Berger does really well at you know whatever to the PGA, then make sure you save him for that so you don't want to take him this week. Right. And so you are onto something a little bit with like it's a smaller field. So you can take a little bit more of a risk here. But for the most part, let's see if there's 20 total total tournaments in the play. There's no reason to go below 20 golfers because you only have 20 possible guys you can take. So what you need to really do is you need to map out every tournament. Start picking. Listen, you're not going to have a pick for every tournament today, but you might be able to pick 10, 15 guys today. Narrow that out and then start picking tournament for tournament from yeah. there. So that's what I would recommend. Uh, and start looking at, you know, futures, getting guys locked in and then kind of going back to, to the current tournament. Love it. By the way, okay, real quick, be, before I go to, before we go to the 7K range, a couple mm -hmm. things. So um, I'm reading Trent's comment. I do know that Trent did really well. He mentioned yeah. that to me really well in this like a, a year ago or mm -hmm. two years ago. So he probably knows what's going on. But honestly, Joel, that like that's good information for me too. I, I, I'm going to do this poll as well. And I'm doing it with my my friend Eric from CBS. Don't worry about it. Um, I'll get names today. or anything. Don't worry. But, but speaking of name dropping, I just this is a total total aside here. Uh, Chris Cody, you know, you know, the Levitard show has left ESPN. Chris Cody, uh, Stu Gatz, Levitard, they, they're doing their own thing. They've their podcast is still a thing, like it's still live. Um, for those of you who don't know, Chris Cody and I are best friends. Well, maybe not best friends. I call him a best friend. He just calls him a friend. But it's like, yeah, it's like this game we play where I say best and he doesn't. But the point is, the point is, they're doing now cameo. And like literally, as of right now, you can go to Cameo. For those of you who don't know what it is, it's like celebrities like send you a message, like a video message or whatever, and you pay for it, or they send your friend or family member. Anyway, the point is. Levitard himself is charging like a hundred bucks. Greg Cody, who's Chris Cody's father, he's on the show as well. He's like like 45 bucks. Chris Cody's like 34 bucks. So my point is, I'm seeing this Manscaped ad, right? And about two months ago or a month and a half ago, when we when we were sponsored by Manscaped, when Daily Sports was sponsored by Manscaped, I was like, we've made it. Remember, we were on the we were on the live stream. I was like, oh, we totally made it. But now I don't think we've made it yet because I think the way we make it. Like we make it in this industry is if we can charge people on cameo, if people want to pay for us to send a video message out. So that's my little thing. That's my little aside. Like, like Joel doesn't need the money because he wins a hundred thousand, like literally once a week or every other week on every like a, two months, in, yeah. in a bad month. But for me and Michael, like I, I, I we got to get to cameo. It's not even a money thing. It's like a stature thing. I want to be on cameo and wind daily sports needs to get us there. So sorry. It's just, that's a total, um, aside, it has nothing to do with golf, but 
we haven't made it yet. Manscaped, thank you so much. I don't, maybe you want to do the ad read now, but the point is, yeah. Manscaped is part of the plan. We got to get we got to get to cameo though. Oh, they're they're part of a plan. Um, they're also part of my routine now. Um, I don't know if you've heard Joel, but I shave my balls. I shave them nice. I shave them well, and I love every second of it. I used to be terrified of shaving my balls. I used to hate it. It was not fun. And I also see you're not wearing headphones, so I apologize uh, if your wife and your child can hear this, but. I shave my balls. I love it. It's so much fun now. Uh, everybody that I've told it about, everybody on the Wind Daily Sports team that has gotten it, they love it too. Sticks was telling me about him shaving his balls. Ghost was telling me about him shaving his balls. Seer refuses to tell us about his balls. Oh, it's a great brother. He's a doctor. He's a lawyer. He's got kids. He's got a wife, whatever. So we appreciate him anyway, but I love it. It's absolutely fantastic. And Ghost can't stop talking about this box too, the box. I'll be honest with you. I was never a believer in shaving your balls until I found Manscaped. And now it's like a no-brainer. Like, why would you not shave your balls? I so- I believed in it, but I, I just didn't like it. So I just didn't do it. Um, still got married, so it's cool. Don't worry, guys. Don't worry, guys. Still cool. But no, we sincerely do appreciate Manscaped support for Daily. Has been brought to you by Manscaped today, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you with the best tools for your grooming experience. Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer, the 3.0, the lawnmower 3.0 new and improved just released. Their third generation trimmer features cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. I tried, doesn't work. You can't do it. Thanks to their skin safe technology. When I tell you it's premium, I mean premium. The battery lasts up to 90 minutes. So as I told you that first shave, Took a little longer, but like it's cool because the battery lasted a nice while. I got to get in and out of the shower. It's waterproof, which is great. And it also has a sweet little LED light, which illuminates everything. Everything. You love to see it. Not You actually don't love to see it, but you love to see it. And uh, now let's not forget the charging stand as well. Show off your little mower loud and proud. It is intelligently designed to conveniently charge right next to your bedside table or at your job. And, you know, you could plug the USB into the laptop. Let people know you shave your balls. We're here for it. So trim your junk. Get 20% off and free shipping with promo code WINDAILY at manscaped.com. 20% off free shipping. Promo code WINDAILY at manscaped.com. One more time for the people in the back. 20% off free shipping at manscaped.com using promo code WINDAILY. Your balls will thank you. So, yeah, I love it. It's fantastic. I sincerely mean it. Go, go get it. It is awesome. Um, try it out. What's the worst that can happen? I also love reading that ad because I, Brent Musburger reads that ad on Sirius. Um, and so now me and Brent Musburger have something in common. I think that's kind of cool. Um, well, so, anyway, uh, uh, okay. yeah, yeah so, we're, I don't remember where were we? I kind of forgot. Are we in the seven K range yet? Or are we we're in the seven K range, and it, and it's kind of funny because you know we're we're all on Sirius as well, Fantasy Sports Radio, of course, and Lisa Ann is on Fantasy Sports mm-hmm. Radio, so I get to tell my friends that I work with Lisa Ann, and I'll let them read into that. Nice, very yeah. nice. Yes, just I work with her. Wait, wait, <laughs> That's wait. it. That's all I say. Wait, but see, when when your wife finds out that you work with her, what does she have to say about that? Oh, she's part of the audience that I tell. Okay, okay, good. <laughs> yeah. I haven't used that one yet. I think I'm gonna have to though. I think I'm yeah, gonna it's have to. it's a good time. It's, it's you get good. some eye popping. Uh, there's some questions one. that follow. Speaking of questions that follow, okay, so let's get into the seven K range. Yeah, sorry guys, so, that was fun though. <laughs> you know, I'm actually interested to to hear what Joel has to say here because there's only a few guys that, that I like, and they're kind of like lower on the range. Listen, I, I'm a big fan of Sergio, but on a course where you're gonna have to find some putting. 
Like this is no, this is just, a, I don't even know what to say. Like I like him so much, but like, this is not the course for him. So no thank you on Sergio. And frankly, his ownership percentage is reflecting that he's like, he's like tracking it around 8%. It'll probably fall from there. Um, I know I'm guessing Joel's going to talk about cam champ because he is a bomber. So I'm going to just pass right over him. I don't like Mark Leishman. I know he's getting kind of popular, not a fan there. Jason Kokrak is super popular. I do like Jason Kokrak, but it's interesting. He is percentage wise, the most popular, well, the third most popular guy in this range behind Carlos Ortiz and my guy, Ryan Palmer. I'm so mad. So, you know, I see the field and I start like writing my article, right? And then I'll actually put in some DraftKings teams right away when I see the field or, you know, I, I do DraftKings, FanDuel, you can do that too. But the point is, I don't want to get influenced. I don't want to be part of this group thing thing where like I start hearing stuff and then all of a sudden I'm, I'm playing these guys too. So I like to put in, and frankly, those lineups tend to do better than the lineups that I do later on in the week. But anyway, I was so mad because I listened to a lot of like different outlets, you know, podcasts, you name it. And they all started mentioning Ryan Palmer. And I'm like, Oh, finally, you're on the Ryan Palmer train. Oh, that's great, but it's not great. 26% is where he's at right now. Well, Listen, I still like him kind of because <laughs> I know. I know. And by the way, that went down from the day before. Wow. Uh, he was close to 30%. So I'm hoping it goes down further. But listen, this is going to be a really high percentage. So this is your classic bad chalk because of this range. But at the same time, he is that guy that can like really string some, some birdies together. He can get super, super hot. In fact, you'll hear in a few minutes, my first round leaders, of course, he's going to be on that list. So it's a little unfortunate because he's probably my favorite guy in this range, especially because of his price. I mean, in my article, I was like, this is like disrespectful at this point. It's a 42 person field. This guy can string a bunch of scoring together and he's 7,000. Like that's ridiculous, but I might have to find other options, but th those are the only guys I like in the seven K range, but I'm sure Joel likes some other guys too. Damn Joel. They did you dirty, man. First tournament back. They did you dirty. Who else do you like outside of Ryan Palmer? Well, you know, one thing to keep in mind with, with him, C is absolutely right. We've been talking about him for a year. Like we, mm -hmm. Everyone who listens to this show knows we love Ryan Bomber. He's a great DraftKings player, right? Even if he doesn't score well, like you, you'll see tournaments he finishes in like 45th place, but he's top like 15 in DraftKings scoring. So like that's what's important, right? That's what we need. So I'm going to like him. One rule that I have is ownership is obviously a factor, and that's how you win BGPPs is understanding the ownership and how to manipulate it. But keep this in mind. Don't let over. Don't let ownership make you overplay things, right? Like if you like Ryan Palmer, you want to play Ryan Palmer. You're here. He's thirty percent old, and you don't play Ryan Palmer, and he wins the tournament. You're just like, I liked him. Yeah. <laughs> Why did I do that? So all that means to me is maybe you won't play. Like if you were planning on playing twenty lineups and you're going to have him in fifteen, maybe you make that ten to get a little different because you can, you know, win better. Fine, but do not remove him because of the high ownership. Because when he goes out and wins the tournament, you're just going to punch yourself and be like why'd i do that so i uh, still go with your gut if you really like him you should still play him but maybe you want to play a little less because he's really highly owned and that might give you a little bit of an advantage you know, in a tournament i see is right i love cameron champ um i think this is, should be a course that fits him really nicely uh and i think you can afford him so if you want to do your stars and scrubs and play you know one of the big guys one in the eight thousand, get champ you can really that that will balance out so uh, this is a spot where you can get you can get um, your balance and you can you can fill out your roster from here. My strategy, the way my lineups are starting to come together, is a lot of the stars, one or two guys, probably one guy in this range, and then I got to go more six thousand for scrubs to make it work. So you know, Champ will, will be one of those guys that I mix in. The, the guys in this range that I'm really looking at are going to be Champ, Kisner, Munoz. Um, I like Cockrack. Probably I don't love him, but you know, if you want to throw him in one or two, I, I'm okay with that and Palmer. So. Those are my like core from this range, but 
like I said, I'll be using this range to throw one or two, one guy in here and there to mid the lineup. But for the most part, when you're going stars and scrubs, I'm going to have to get a little bit uh, cheaper to make it all work. Yeah, I'm, I'm making a lineup as we go along. Um, and it's it's difficult once you throw Dustin Johnson and, you know, as you said, maybe Patrick Reed in there. Uh, you have to go a lot of 7K guys or it's like one 8K guy and then you're really going to be diving deep a little bit. So I'm curious how this thing turns out. Joel, we'll just kick it with you then. We know you're going to be uh, we're gonna, you're going to be in that 6K range a little bit. We see a bunch of dudes down there. Talk to me. Who are you liking? Yeah, so uh, the the first guy I, I'm looking at is I actually like this range a bit. You know, the, the thought is I don't think there's as big a difference. I mean, I do like Kisner and uh, – Champ and probably Munoz a little bit more. But other than that, I don't see a big difference between the low 7Ks and the 6K. And like I said, once we start getting down here, we're going to need like the couple hundred dollars each is going to mean a lot because when we'll get these builds together. We're going to need that savings. So he, these are going to be probably the, the guys I'm targeting. Um, and I think, you know, at the top of this range, these guys are all in play. I like Griffin, Hughes, and Nah. Uh, nah is one of those guys that will drive well. He should be able to stay out of trouble on these open, open fairways. So that should help him in terms of not blowing up, which we know he can. Um, he does have those injury concerns. So if that's something you're worried about, it's fair. Just don't put him in like too highly exposed, maybe 20% of your lineups, 20, something like that. Um, Lanto Griffin's a guy that I'm usually not on. I'm not a big Lanto Griffin guy, but it's one of those, it's that time of year where I'm not on him, he does well. I'm not on him, he does well. I'm not on him, he does well. All right, I guess I got to get on him. I hope that trend continues, that he continues to do well. Um, it's not a recent history form thing. It's just like a, I got to get myself out of just not liking him for no reason because his name is Lanto Griffin. I have no real reason not to like him. So um, I, I think he could be a good play and the salary will make sense. And he's been really consistently solid for the last six months or so him going out there. So uh, he's definitely a good way to, to build your life. I think Mackenzie Hughes is another guy that's just been underrated. Uh, he's been playing really well for a while. Um, I, I think he should be probably, listen, he is who he is. He's probably, I think, underpriced by six to $800, but still $600 in value. Um, uh, I think we're getting a good price here on Hughes. I think people are still overlooking him. I, I'd be curious to see what the projected ownership on him looks like. I mean, it's probably changed right into the week, but I can't imagine it's too high. Uh, and so for that, I think he looks like a really good play. Um, and then the last guy, like you, you try as best as you can not to dive too deeply on here because, now we're just kind of throwing darts at this point when, when we do dive to the bottom. But uh, a couple of guys at the bottom here that, that I'll be looking at that I like. Um, uh, I'll, I'll throw a dart on Robert Streb and, and Richie Wierenski. I think Wierenski can get hot with the putter. So if you want to look for a guy who's the minimum price that can put together a hot putting week, yeah, you can really get interesting. I don't think he's like definitely not like a, a really good golfer. It's more of a tournament dart that you're going to throw in. Maybe you put him in 10% of your lineups. Uh, that can help kind of round out your squads. And I think Streb is a similar type. He's not as good of a putter as well. He's probably more well-rounded. Uh, I think they're both similar type golfers. I, I don't think either one of them should be the, the cheapest guys in the field. Uh, they should be in the 6,000 range. They're not great, but um, you may save saving a few hundred dollars in value by getting them at, at the cheapest cheapest value. Yeah, you have to do something. And and again, right, it's a 42-person event, 42-man event. There's no cut. So if you have a couple bad days, you still have an opportunity to bring it back. You also have the opportunity to completely implode and just say, screw this. And, you know, what? we saw someone do that this year, right? Literally after the second day, they're just like, I don't want to be here anymore. And they just walked off, essentially, with like plus 11 through two. It wasn't great. It wasn't great. But uh, it's, you know, you, you take that risk. It's probably not going to happen. though. That's more uh, of the outlier. And, and Joel, you were making a good point. Most of these guys, 
guys you're finding value on. Again, it's a 42 man event. They have to have people in the 6K range. They have to. That's how it works. And it's usually the biggest number of guys. So the guys at the top of that 6K range, definitely. Most of the time we see those guys in the 7K range. Some of those guys in the 7K range, you usually see them in the 8K range. But because they had to make everything smaller, look again, looking over here on the DraftKings pricing side, it makes it difficult. It makes it pretty difficult. So some of those guys, you know, there's definitely an opportunity for uh, some value. And there's also, because it's a small field like that, there's a higher likelihood, slightly higher likelihood that a long shot mm-hmm. plays at a high spot because they don't have to beat as many people, right? Exactly. So that has a good week. He could finish 15th, right? Whereas if it's a 150-person field and he has a good week, that might be 50th or 60th. So, um, you know, it's it's probably a little bit better to go start as scrubs in a week like this because the guys at the bottom, they don't have to beat as many people. So they can still compete as long as they don't implode and, and you can still catch your value there. Hundred percent. All right, Sia. Uh, for everybody that doesn't already know, Sia's secret weapon last year in the I guess was that the 20, 2019, 2020 season. Technically, I don't actually know. No, it was the twenty twenty season. Straight twenty twenty season. Sia's yep. secret weapon went twenty five and two. Sia's secret weapon is a sub five percent owned sub seven k golfer. So someone that you're going down for, you're going to save a bunch of money on, and nobody else is on this person. So Sia went 25 and two. The two were two people that did not make the cut. The rest, I mean, some of them were middling, but middling at the 6K range is awesome. Uh, some of them were finishing like second place, top 10. We made so many people money with Sia's secret weapon. And we're not going to give it to you here. Of course, why would we? That's too easy. We're giving you everything else. We're just not going to give you that one thing. You have to get in that Windaily Sports Discord chat. So just Come on in, guys. WindailySports.com backslash chat. Come on in. We're here to help you. So, Sia, outside of your secret weapon, who else do you like in the six? Well, so here's the disclaimer, though, because at the end of my at the end of my article, I mentioned the secret weapon, and I was like, "Well, this is a 42 person field, and there's only a handful in the 6K range, of which almost all of them are going to be over five percent. So mm-hmm. I'm relegated to like picking two guys for the yeah. secret weapon. So I was like, "All right, we're going to wait until next week, Damn and it. then I'll I'll break I did that. I did that whole thing." I know. Well, I, know. I, mean, I literally read your article too. I don't know how to, how the hell it was at the very bottom. Yeah. Um, Damn it. Sorry guys. Still get so, in the discord chat. Cause you could have next week, I guess. Well I, well, I mentioned in that secret weapon portion of my article, I actually mentioned, but we're going to be in discord talking about the six K guys. We like, I mean, I only mentioned, I think one or two guys in my article and, and if I think it was just one in the six K range. So, and I know, you know, Antonio and Patrick are probably going to have articles as well, along with, um, Steven, so we'll discuss 6K, guys, but we'll really discuss it in Discord. So, I mean, I think that's that's where we're at tomorrow night. We're definitely going to be talking about some of those guys. But interestingly enough, and I know I keep talking about ownership, and there's a caveat to this ownership thing. Again, it's 42 people. So, of course, the ownership is going to sound high on almost everybody because it's one-third of the field. Actually, it's more like one-fourth of the field. So, you know, when you hear an eye-popping number, is it really? But here's the thing. Guess who is the, as of right now, again, we're pending Steven's model, which is very much different than everybody else's and is extremely accurate. But guess who's the most popular golfer for the century as of right now? It's in the 6K range. Joel, do you have a guess? I'm going Hold on, Hold on. In the 6K range? That's right. Is it someone that we've already discussed? That's right. Is it Richie Rowenski? Is, is that maybe <laughs> no, people throwing darts on the stage? Lanto Griffin, right? It's Lanto Griffin, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right now, he's tracking at about thirty percent. 
because of the reasons Joel mentioned, by the way. And again, that doesn't mean he you shouldn't be on your team, but again, it's something to know. So Lonto Griffin is going to be in 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 some tournaments, he might be in a third of lineup. So you just got to keep that in mind. You know, at 6,900, I don't know that it's justified that he's that he's owned that high, but I, I do like him. Uh, other guys I like in this 6K, I like Mackenzie Hughes because he's a great putter. Uh, I don't know that he does anything else like really great, but go ahead. Quick question. I've been, yeah. you talked, you brought it up, and now I always wondered this, and I've never had a chance to ask. I just need to know how do you, who, how does Steven and anyone get these projections? No. no. Well, uh, he no. worked with some fellows out in Palo Alto. Yeah. Um, let's he just let's keep it at that. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. pretty impressive. I like, know the guy. It's all you yeah. need to know. Well, no, it's like, it's like a team of guys. Like, it's, he told me the story a couple times, and it just like blows my mind. Like, they, it, this is all they do. They're all retired, like military vets. I know he is, and like a couple other like PhD yada yada yadas, and they all just are like, let's win some golf. I've heard enough. I've it's awesome. Everyone told me you don't ask questions, you don't want to know the answer to. So I'm good. I got it. And um, wait, uh, he was. They were 97.8 percent accurate on their um, on everything last year in terms of their ownership percentage. So it's pretty pretty spot on. That's good stuff. I'm willing to bet that's best in the industry, but I don't have to bet that because we we're not going to be able to prove it. But I'm just saying that's that's uh, uh it's it's impressive. I'm, I'm super happy he's part of the team, not just for that. The guy's freaking hilarious. Yeah, I mean every, every article, time. I'm like literally I'm I reading laugh. it by myself and I'm laughing out loud, which is mm -hmm. extremely rare, uh, just in a general sense. Um, all right, so the other six K guys I like. Uh, I, I'm not going to be. I'll be honest. I'm not going to be on Mackenzie Hughes. He might be in a lineup or two, but I, I'm not big on him. Kevin, I don't like because he's just off the tee. He's not going to gain any strokes whatsoever. So again, you don't like. There have been short hitters that have won here, but you know he's pretty short off the tee. But if I'm going to take a guy that's short off the tee, and it looks like Charlie mentioned him in the chat, I, I've been on this guy for a while, not not just last year, but maybe a couple years. Stuart Sink is usually underpriced, and, and again, he's a short hitter. You know, he doesn't do much. He had a couple of nice tournaments last year, but at, at 6,600, if I have to dumpster dive, which I will have to do, I will have Stuart Sink in a couple lineups. The other guys I kind of like. Um, this guy finished fourth at the RSM, um, and he's. He's had days, I mean, maybe not tournaments, but days where he's really competed on a high level. And that's Andrew Landry. Um, and, you know, he's obviously going to be lowly owned because nobody really wants to go down to Andrew Landry. But that's another guy I like. And I, you know, I didn't even look at, uh, Richie Wierenski is actually a former secret weapon. So I do kind of like him, but I didn't even look at Robert Streb. And I'm pretty sure he won the RSM right before the break. So, I mean, he's yes. definitely... Yeah. Okay. So he's definitely like a guy that has clearly flashed upside somewhat recently. So at bottom barrel 6,000, that certainly makes sense in a 42 person, no cut event. So I, he wasn't on my radar until Joel mentioned him, but I do like Robert Streb a bit as well. If you want to go down that low. Sometimes you have to. Yeah. I've just been making a lineup going along uh, with the show and I don't mind it. I don't mind it at all. Maybe we're throwing a dart into a single entry GPP, and hey, maybe Joel, I'm the guy who wins the 100K this time. Cross my well, fingers, it'd be pretty sweet. Well, listen, so we're not supposed to give out like full lineups, but why don't no. you give us like five of the six? Why don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Justin Johnson, I like the point that everyone's going to Justin Thomas, so I think switching to Mr. Paulina Gretzky is nice. Um, I like Patrick Reed. Uh, I thought, I don't remember who was making the argument. I think both of you were kind of on him, uh, so that. When both of you are on somebody, that that helps. Uh, a couple 7K guys, Cameron Champ, Ryan Palmer, obviously, um, and then a gentleman, uh, a couple other guys that we just spoke about in the last few minutes. So nice. Well, I, I wouldn't Patrick Reed as much as Joel, but I, I do right. like him as a player. Joel's mm -hmm. It sounds like Joel's pretty high on him, which yeah. definitely makes sense. Yeah, I kind of 
I'll roll with both of you guys. I'll kind of put combine the forces of the two of you, and hopefully that means I win two hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> um, all right. So this is my favorite part of the show. It's probably not going to be as interesting because again, it's a forty-two golfer field. It's not like we got one of those one fifties where it's real juicy, and I put dollar bets everywhere. But I'm still going to put a lot of dollar bets everywhere. I'm looking at the DraftKings pricing right now for DraftKings fantasy. Also looking at the DraftKings sports book. Uh, Joel's favorite bet is no longer available. You can still get top thirties, I guess, but you can't do any top forties. And literally everybody is, is minus money for top 30, except five guys. So <laughs> really, really no value in that one. Uh, they usually don't even let you parlay those, which is stupid. I always like doing that, but you can do winner. You can do top five. You can do top 10. Where's the fun in that? So, Joel, let's start with you. You're the Mr. 100K winner. You have a pretty big bankroll. We're going to be throwing a couple dollars around this weekend. Who are you liking? Who's, who's, who are my dollar bet outrights, Joel? So I'm, I'm going to give three plays here. I'm going to give my long shot play, which is obviously least likely to come in, but the best value maybe in terms of odds. I'm going to give my maybe best value play in terms of a more likely winner with good odds, and then I'll give you my favorite uh, leader. So from the long shot play, it's Sebastian Munoz. So – the big reason for that is look at the discrepancy in terms of DraftKings pricing. He's been coming on. He was he was hot all last year. In the terms of DraftKings pricing, he's way higher than what he is in the odds. So there's a difference there. It might it's either telling you don't play him on DraftKings or bet money on him, one or the other. But you got to do one of those two things. So you're getting good odds. You put a hundred dollars to win twelve hundred. That's a great value. So um, uh, I'm sorry, no, Re- yeah. no. Tw- 12,000. Yeah. 12,000. Way there better. <laughs> Way better value. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think that's fun. You put a dollar, you, you, you make a lot of money there. So I think that that could be a, a fun play, but maybe, you know, he's realistically probably not going to win the tournament. Uh, now, looking at a guy that can actually win while still getting you pretty solid odds, um, I think the play I'm going to go to for, for the real chance to win, and I just it kind of feels – He's the theme of the show, I guess. Ryan Palmer, he can win this tournament. He can. He's, 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 we've seen him compete in fields with all the top golfers. He's got, you know, it was as recent as um, he got second place at, uh, I'm forgetting the tournament. Ron beat him. It's the one that screwed me out of all my money, but I'm forgetting what the tournament was. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's, he's, this is a guy who can go up there and you're getting um, 800 to one, which is, you know, super good value. So, from that perspective, I, I, I like a, a, a dollar or two on him. And then if, if I'm going to go with one of the favorites, the guy that, Really could win this tournament. Um, this week I like Thomas. I think I, I think this is JT's week. He's really he's never done poorly here. He's really in it. You know every every time that that he plays on this course and um, there's any of the top three or four guys you can't really go wrong with. But if I'm going to pick one, I'm going to go JT. Absolutely. And again, Munoz. That's a dollar, two dollars. Palmer. If you want to get crazy, put five bucks on that. Those top guys, they have the best odds for a reason. Plus 750. I mean, you want to get crazy, take Bryson top five, you get plus 225. Like, that's again, that's a solid money line underdog in the NFL. And that's the real, like, if you if you're betting golf, that's the real way to don't try and hit the winner. I mean, it's fun to do that, but you're we're gonna lose money in the long run. If you want to hit top five bets, top 10 bets, like that's really how to bet golf because those are, are more realistic. Yeah, but they're not as fun. See what do you have uh, in terms of our outrights? By the way, so you were mentioning Ryan Palmer. You said eight hundred to one, but you meant plus um, eighty 8, to one. So, yeah, plus 8, so yeah, eight thousand. So anyway, yeah. um, he's eighty to one, but I, I agree with the take there. So um, 
three. I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you three guys as outrights, and I'll give you four guys for first round leader. Okay, Colin Morikawa at twenty five to one. Um, I don't love him to win this tournament, but I just think twenty five to one is too long of a number when you consider how far down the board that is. So I like Colin at twenty five to one, and then I like two guys at forty five to one that we've obviously already mentioned: Joaquin Neiman and Cam Smith. Um, listen, you know the, the winner of this tournament is probably going to be one of those top five guys, but. Neiman, particularly Neiman, actually, I, I kind of like Neiman more than Smith as far as an outright winner. But I think Neiman at forty-five to one and Morikawa at twenty-five to one present the best value. So those are those are my outrights. Fantastic. Um, first round leaders. Who wants to go first, Joel? You want this or me? Joel, you want this? You can go first. All right. So, got some breaking news here, which is super interesting. Well, um, first breaking news of the year. We got a uh, January fifth. Hmm. Tuesday, January 5th, about 9.05, 9.06-ish. Right. So we are – oh, by the way, the tournament starts at around 2 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard uh, yes. Time on Thursday. So it's going to be pretty cool because, you know, obviously, you know, the, the the final tee times, and I think the last group is like JT and DJ, which is pretty cool. They don't tee off till around 5.30. So, I mean, you're mm. literally watching golf until like, you want to go to bed. Okay. So well after dinner time, actually. So that's pretty awesome. I, I'm actually looking forward to that. Um yeah. So speaking of those top end guys, I, I I don't normally do this. I usually wait for longer odds. But Bryson at fourteen to one, like I, I'm all about the the Bryson DeChambeau implosion. But usually it doesn't happen day one. Sometimes it does, but usually it doesn't. And and I think this is a guy like who can just really like put the pedal on, you know, day one. And he's the type of guy that can like run away with a first round lead. So at fourteen to one, I don't mind it. You know, it's not like a huge recommendation. I'd rather go longer odds. Joaquin Neiman at thirty three to one. Ryan Palmer at 40 to one. And here's the breaking news. I wanted it to be, I wanted the breaking news to be Joaquin Neiman as first round leader at 33 to one, but I'm going to shift it to a 50 to one shot because that's more fun. So my safety net is it's really Joaquin Neiman. That's really the breaking news. But the breaking news is at 50 to one, your first round leader come Thursday, Sebastian Munoz, 50 to one. Let's go. You're welcome, America. Love it. Love it. Sebastian Munoz, he can have a bunch of my money this weekend. This is going to be fun. All right. All right. Breaking news. Everybody go take that bet. If you not or don't already have a sports book, ask us. We'll give you links, and then you can get a bunch of free money with it. That's always appreciated. Joel, first-round leader. So you like it. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going with, for my first play, I'm going to go with someone really out of left field, like it's kind of way out there, someone that you know we, we probably haven't mentioned yet on the show. And for the first round leader, I'm going to go with Ryan Palmer. <laughs> so I've heard. No, pretty on Palmer this week. <laughs> no, he's uh listen, I, I almost like regretted putting him as my uh, pick to win because the first round leader is probably the right bet for him, right? Winning mm-hmm. the tournament, I don't know if he's actually gonna win it's a fun value bet. First round leader is more realistic. He could very easily have the lead after the first round. So in terms of the right play, yeah, it's not as good as odds. There's a reason the odds are so much worse for first round than the whole tournament. There's a reason for it. There's a better chance you win that bet. So for that reason, I, I do. I actually do like Ryan Palmer a lot as a first round as a first round leader bet. And then the two other guys, first round leader bets that, that I really like. I don't like taking a favorite to win the first round. There's just not enough value to be worth making those bets. So the the other two guys that, that I'm going to be uh, putting a couple uh, dollars on are Neiman and Sheffler. I think me and, and I think it's good that me and, and Sia are really aligned on that because they we're both seeing something similar. They they seem to be a little bit undervalued here. And they're guys that can compete, and that's what you're looking for when you're making a bet. Yes, they can obviously implode and not get there, but
but they're capable of playing at the highest level. And that you don't look for consistency on bets like this. You look for guys at the highest ceiling, and these guys have that. Hundred percent, hundred percent. And anybody out there that's worried, DraftKings is giving you free money this weekend. They have an opt-in where you can put twenty-five dollars in the DraftKings sportsbook. If any team scores a touchdown this weekend during the Wild Card weekend, they give you they double your money plus one hundred. So you put in twenty-five, they give you fifty back. So yeah, just spend that $25 on all this stuff because that's literally exactly what I'm going to do. $1 bets, $2 bets all around this weekend, boys. So this was so much fun. I missed golf. I missed Tuesday nights with you guys. I missed talking about shaving my balls with Manscaped, even though I do that every day. So appreciate you, Manscaped. Manscaped.com, promo code WINDAILY, 20% off and free shipping. Gentlemen, it is a pleasure to be back. I think we're doing this every single week for like the next nine months, except next week, I'm going to be on my honeymoon. So I'm going to set you guys up. You got nothing to worry about. You'll figure it out. It's super easy. I do it like a hundred times a day, but yeah, I'm going to be on my honey. Yeah. Are you going somewhere? Yes. St. Lucia. Oh, fancy. Mm-hmm. Look at See, this I already, guy. I told you this. See ya. That's you why you're talking covering... about No, but you didn't oh. tell me St. Lucia. Yeah. Well, Kate said, I want to go to St. Lucia. And I said, no, it's too expensive. She said, well, can we go for a honeymoon? I said, no, it's too expensive. So we're going to St. Lucia for a honeymoon. Um, if I may, um, if it's too expensive, I know a guy that can loan you some money. He's right below. No, 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 no. I know. I'm not, I'll ask oh, for a bigger expense. Don't worry. Oh, in that case, for a golf tournament this weekend? Say that one more time. You didn't want to go to Hawaii for a golf tournament this weekend? She did no. not, unfortunately. Yeah, no. Oh my God. That's an easy play. <laughs> That's on me. That's on me, guys. That's on me. I'll uh, I'll get married again. Don't worry. Um, really do appreciate it, though. So yeah, I won't be here next week, but you guys will. That's the important part. Um, and I think it'll. I think you guys will do just great. I think you guys will do great. But just in case, um, people want to know, Sia, if they want to, you know interact with you and engage with you online with your hilarious content where you shoot basketballs from 75 feet and pretend it's the first shot every time where could they go find those okay in all seriousness i posted three and two of them it really was the first shot <laughs> yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, yeah. like seriously um so but at cna shot sports you can see the one where i made on the third shot little 75 footer mm-hmm. no big deal don't worry about it that's at cna shot sports on uh what are they calling it these days the uh, ig the IG, IG in right. front of it right the, the ig yeah, the ig um, yeah of course and uh of course at cna shot on twitter please check me out please check out uh wind daily sports subscribe to everything Thanks. Yeah, also, also the gram kids are calling it. Joel, oh, that's uh, people, Let's do people, that. people want to catch up on your latest winnings for the week. Where could they go find you? So I, as you guys all know, I'm at Draft Flex everywhere. If you want to find me, Twitter, Instagram. And, and one thing I, I want to drop also, now that we're on the topic, I'm going to brag a little. Um, I don't mind bragging, but I don't, you guys don't know this about me. My best skill is actually long distance shooting. So I, if you see, if you want to do a little, listen, I'm a yeah. best. I'm not a golfer. I'm a basketball player. So if you want to do a little shootout, we can definitely arrange. Yeah. Yes. We're going to, guys, we're going to have to do that. Thank you so much for telling us, Joel. Um, Because what we can do is we can set up laptops and gyms and put it on and and we can see, you know, who who makes the, you know, first one. We could bet it live with everyone. Oh, okay. Yes. I have an excuse. I have an excuse to post my latest shot on Twitter. I only post it on Instagram, but, but now I have like, 
a yeah. segue. So this is perfect. Make sure totally to add, add Joel. Make sure to add Joel. Let him know what he's getting into. Um, so thank you for that. Obviously, Joel, as he said, draft max reflects everywhere, including our Discord, which you should get in. You're not getting to see a secret weapon this week, but you'll get a pretty solid play. I I, I have confidence in C. He's not just gonna let the people down. That's crazy. Um, make sure to check out Wendelly Sports. See his article is currently up. It is free, so you can go check that out. All the picks that he likes for the tournament. Uh, we're gonna be having Antonio is going to have an article and uh, Patrick is not yet. Patrick's coming back after the Super Bowl. Shout out Patrick. I miss him and I'm excited to get to talk to him some more, but we are going to have an article from Steven, the breakdown of the projection. So make sure to go check that out. You can find me at Michael Brazil one. You can find us at wind daily sports. Thank you to everybody in the chat. Trent, Charlie, Andrew, AZN shorty. Love it. Um, anybody else that I miss S guy. Love S guy, Jay Marie's contracting. Uh, appreciate, sincerely appreciate everybody. It is my favorite thing to interact and, and hang out with you guys. Thank you again to Manscaped for letting us shave our balls together as a unit, as a family. Manscaped.com, promo code WINDAILY, 20% off and free shipping. So thank you to everybody for CF, for Joel, for the WINDAILY Sports family, for myself. We all hope you make it a very profitable century. Century. Ooh, ooh yikes. Century. Century. <laughs> Century Tournament of Champions. Sports. Yeah.